0: Good Thursday afternoon. Welcome to a football show. Zach Lyons, Braden Gall brought to you by Sinkers Beverages and the Kingston Group. D-Good. Good good afternoon to you as well, my friend. Jump into the comments. This episode on Thursday prior to the Titans Thursday night game with the Pittsburgh Steelers will function as an expectation setting for Will Levis. A preview of the match, but largely we're going to talk SEC football because guess what, boys? We're going to be back tonight tonight. On this very location here, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're back tonight immediately following the game. Special edition live Will Levis part two reaction to the the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So tune in tonight immediately following the game. Zach and I will be back right here. But uh, this is going to function as your SEC preview because there are huge games coming up this weekend between LSU and Alabama, Missouri and Georgia, A&M and Ole Miss. And of course, we'll set some expectations and get some receipts out there into the public world for the game tonight as we look ahead to pittsburgh and tennessee on a thursday night Uh, sinkers beverages kingston group you guys know the deal are two great and amazing local sponsors go support them join the in crowd sinkers beverages of course uh you can get to them uh you can get to them on uber as well just search their name sinkers beverages right there on uber eats and they will deliver the booze tonight if you're watching the road thursday night game they will deliver that booze zach directly to your house will drive so you can drink and bluegrass That's, beverages is on uber eats i have discovered in our area. area so there, there you, you go there you go uh of course uh, so so I, listen i have not had a chance and kingston group of course build kg.com is the website you guys know the drill with them uh, nationals locally owned custom home and remodeling firm go check them out uh, okay so uh quickly guys uh and, and by the way i need football and other efforts great episode this week uh, Mike Herndon and you did an excellent job. Special thanks to Easton Freeze for filling in on Monday after my plane debacle. You and Easton had a great conversation. You, you on those two shows alone, along with Stack in the Inbox, have, have covered the wet dream that was Will Levis's debut on, on Sunday. I have not had a chance to really talk about it, so I, I've got one quick thing I want to add here. But largely, we're going to take a look at how we should set expectations for the Pittsburgh game and then look at some SEC football. And again, check out the episode tonight. Whenever you're listening to this, after the Titans game, we'll have a full live reaction that will function as like our full episode for Thursday. We're just gonna do it like it uh maybe maybe a little less sober, a little darker, and a little later in the evening. That's all. So that's all we're gonna do. So it's
1: gonna be a lot of fun. It's a reaction show. I don't think you have to explain the uh how go. a
0: reaction show works. Um, okay. I appreciate that, you smart ass motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> So, I, I like, you guys covered so much that it's hard for me to add to anything that, that you and Mike said or that you and Easton said. Well, I
1: mean, pretty much, I mean, it's Thursday, and every fucking show has talked about oh, Will Levis. So it's the most I've seen the Tennessee Titans ever talked about is because of Will Levis.
0: Uh, I, I'll just go back to sort of what we said together on Thursday of last week when we talked about sort of, like, like here are the levels with which you can evaluate the quarterback, fill up bucket one, which was about – managing the game, feeling comfortable in the huddle, getting the team to the line of scrimmage, no pre-snap penalties, you know, that kind of stuff. I think we can put two giant check marks next to that. Uh, Bucket two was about seeing the defense, making the right reads, getting the team to the right, right play, quick release, 2.76 seconds. I think we can put a couple big check marks next to that one. Nobody, you or I, neither of us expected bucket three to be also filled up (laughs) (laughs) with Massive efficiency, big yards per attempt numbers, big plays down the field, X plays, production. And I think one of the things that no one is really talking about is like critical big throws in critical periods of time of the game. That's all, like this was a win. <laughs> like everyone's so obsessed with the arm talent and the and the the perfection and the touchdowns and like all this we're so obsessed with watching him play that, like with a minute to go in the third quarter, they're up by five and he throws a sixty yard touchdown pat. like, that was a critical. Th- it wasn't just the throws; it was when they happened, and it led to a victory in the fourth quarter. That was relatively easy for the Tennessee Titans yeah. at home. So,
1: I got, think- little, I got a little nervous because I was afraid the old Tennessee Titans defense was going to show up for whatever reason. But you know, props to them for holding it down as well.
0: Yeah, Ed. What size jacket do you think Levi's wears? Making sure it fits for Canton. That's a little early. It's a little early for that. Uh, the O line. Super Bowl. Tank yeah. is off. No more tanking. Okay. okay. All right. Tank is off. Uh, the last bucket, which we did not talk about, is sort of like the the PhD of the quarterback position, which is sort of like the the mastery of the nuances that I think that I didn't even include in what I was expecting to evaluate from him. And I and I think what's what's hilarious is like that includes things like throwing the ball at a running back's feet when their screen pl- pass is clearly not going to work or teardropping it over a linebacker to get to your running back in the flats or throwing outside of the hash opposite field with effortless ease and being hit like the the little nuances the phd of the position i thought he displayed uh and and i don't think anyone expects him to repeat what he did on on sunday but i do think and i'm going to quote herndon on this to some degree because it's the thing i thought the entire time watching the game twice which is He's not going to repeat that. I don't think it's fair to accept him, ex- expect him to repeat that over and over again. At and, least and, not- and
1: it's something that everybody has like talked right. about ad nauseum all week.
0: But I think ultimately, what matters is is that he has shown you what the ceiling could be as a player in the NFL. That that mm-hmm. Even if that's the best he can be. That's the best he's ever going to play. And technically, you-
1: that's not even his high ceiling, right? Because, I mean... If you really think about the dropped passes, you get a couple of, you build around him, ceiling could go up a little bit higher.
0: (laughs) Elliot, speak for yourself, Brady. If he doesn't repeat that performance, he's dead to me. That is the way fans work in the NFL. But the point is, let's just say hypothetically, the way he played was about the ceiling of what he could be. He's already shown us that he can can accomplish that. To me, that makes, and this is where I'm quoting Mike, and it's what I want to say about the Steelers game tonight it makes his development the number one most important priority for the entire organization because you're not going to see that ceiling every week. Not even Hall of Famers show you that ceiling every week. He's not going to... I guarantee you it's not going to happen against the Steelers. The Steelers' pass rush is absolutely legit, better than the Falcons. The offensive line's got Andre Dillard back in the lineup. <laughs> so I, I guarantee you he. The, the NFL learns this is a short week. You're on the road where t- the Titans have been terrible this year there's just so many reasons why this is a bad situation for Will Levis on Thursday night against the Steelers. So I want to set expectations for even if he plays poorly, even if he shows you that he's a rookie, even if it's not a good game, you've already seen the ceiling that makes his development the priority, which means I don't want to hear any talk after the game tonight when you guys come back to hang out with us. I don't want to hear any talk if he plays terribly about moving back to Ryan Tannehill. Because the development and I don't think
1: anybody's predicting him to play bad, uh, by the way. I think it's just he's not gonna play as good as Atlanta. I think that's the proper way to put it in perspective because I see Green Thumb down here uh says it's just too bad. The Titans coaches do not know how to develop QBs. I think that's sarcasm. Maybe we'll wait <laughs> until he plays tonight before saying he's going to play bad. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't think necessarily he yeah. he may not play bad. But I, I think expecting four touchdowns and what however many yardage he got, I mean he may still get that yardage depending on the game script or whatever, but this is just a different you're gonna have to have a different game plan than what you had against the Falcons.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I'm not even saying he's gonna play poorly either. I'm saying if if it happens, I, I am I, I don't wanna hear people clamoring after the game or all week the weekend this weekend until we come back on Monday and people saying I, I, You know, maybe he's not ready yet. Maybe he's not ready yet. We got to go back to Tannehill. Gives us gives us a chance to win the division. I, like No, working on developing the guy who's already shown you that it could be he could be it. He could be it based on what you saw Sunday. He's it. He could be it. And you got a schedule filled with
1: defenses closer to the Atlanta Falcons than you do the Pittsburgh Steelers
0: getting Will Levis ready to play week one of next year is the top it's like more important than making the playoffs right now
1: (laughs) more important than wins and losses i I keep telling everybody wins and losses do not matter because here's the thing because everybody's kind of talked about like well isn't it the the wouldn't it be so titans to go seven and nine or seven and ten or eight and nine and uh they miss out on like a top five draft pick well you know what that means is that Will Levis won a bunch of games or enough yeah. games to show yeah. you something, right? I mean, like... He's undefeated yeah, as a starter. The, the draft, well, yeah, the draft pick is nice, but isn't it what we've been saying all year long or for the last few years that Tennessee Titans need to find the quarterback that can compete with these other guys and do things that these other guys can do that Ryan Tannehill can't? If that means that you have to pick at, pick 20, Because Will Levis got you a bunch of wins and he looked good doing it. I'm taking it. Like, I think that's a win. I think that's a win for a season that has no – that had no glimmer of hope about it.
0: So looking ahead to tonight, and I quickly want to shout out to to Easton. First of all, thanks for helping out on Monday. But uh, they're going to be out at Boomba's Craft Pizza in Spring Hill tonight. They're going to do a show at 530, so make sure you check out that show. Uh, Also, watch party tonight for the game. So go out there and watch the game with them. If you're down there, it's just a couple minutes, 20 minutes south of town. Uh, They're going to have merchandise, free food, all kinds of pizza. So check them out. They're a good spot for your pregame. Then, of course, watch the game and then come back to us for the post game, so there you have it we got you covered 440 sports broadway sports media across the board i, I just think tonight is a good i think it is a healthy good thing that he is going to be facing a different type of defense with different with, on a short week on the road it is all different it's first for him and for what he's going to have to work through i think the pressure is going to be there most of the game which to your point means they have to change the game plan which means they're going to have to do i don't know if it's play action on first down can't have the long developing routes. I don't know. The Steelers secondary is not exactly elite without Minka Fitzpatrick, but Joey Porter Jr. is pretty solid, but largely their pass rush is the difference that they are going to be getting after his ass. So I ask you, Zach Lyons, um, what, what is the strategy knowing that he's, let's just assume that he is going to be under pressure. Most of the game, Mm -hmm. what is the strategy for allowing him to find success in those situations?
1: First, let me say, the green thumb puts up the only problem with not trying to win is jobs are at stake. I'm not saying that they shouldn't try to win. <laughs> I am saying that it's if they the don't end up winning, like that is not the priority. The priority is Will Levis and nobody's job is at stake. I don't I don't think anybody on this team is going to get fired unless they are abysmal and lose every game, which is I don't think was even before Will Levis was a possibility. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't try to win. I just want to want to throw that out there they should play will levis the rest of the way and as long as he looks good or competent from competent to good as a rookie with the problems that he had coming out that is a win for the tennessee titans
0: listen mike vrabel gets into a meeting and goes listen here's the plan we're gonna start will levis and try to lose like that that's not happening that's not happening
1: no uh, I mean, I know people think that's what's probably <laughs> happening. Is that what? That's what he's rooting for in certain instances. No. That is not what this show is rooting for. This show thinks is happening behind the scenes. Um, listen, it's all about being quick. the The Tennessee Titans have to do something they have not done all year that they told us all off season that they were going to be and not collaborate, but be. Quick and fast, decisive yeah. pace of play is 32 in the NFL right now. From getting from getting the ball to the snap, they are 32nd in the NFL, dead last. This is the worst that they have been, even under Todd Downing, through this many weeks of NFL play under the Variable area era. They have to get quicker. And the reason they need to be quick in this particular game is to tire out a pass rush defense, keep certain people on the field. and and attack quickly a defense that has a secondary problem. They don't have a middle, uh, a pass rush problem. They have a secondary problem. They have a linebacker coverage problem.
0: Tajay Spears.
1: I know. I know the Tennessee Titans have a pass-catching problem because Traylon Burks, unless it's a cheeseburger getting thrown his fucking way, he probably ain't catching it. Chigakonkwo, he's been terrible all season long, and he's got a rebound. But those are two guys that really could benefit. But I'm thinking Kyle Phillips. I'm thinking Tajay Spears. I'm thinking yep. Derrick Henry. Lean yep. on the run game. Do not put the burden and make Will Levis have to throw 35 times this game. Because I, I while I think he could do it, he's going to have to make quick decisions. This is an opportunistic defense that you're facing. They they are like top 10 in interceptions, top 10 in sacks per game. Like this kind of stuff matters. They have 4 games out of the 7 that they have played where they have forced three or more turnovers. This Yikes. is a game where you have – and they don't let you in the red zone very often. And And when you get in the red zone, you're not scoring. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to play smart, sound, quick football, lean on your running backs, and then work play action off of it. But you you got to have a healthy amount of play action, but not 58%. Because you're probably – because on those 58% dropbacks for play action, he's got over three seconds in – uh, time to throw, and they're going to be on his ass by then. So you're you're going to have to do everything quick. Maybe play action on a shotgun is better than play action under center. You have to lean on Derrick Henry. You have to lean on Tajay Spears. That is the way to attack this defense. That is the way to make sure that at least even if you guys lose, you protect your quarterback and put your quarterback in a situation where he succeeds and is asked to do something differently than what he did versus the Falcons it's not those will levis succeeding and looking good and the titans winning right now are are mutually exclusive things they can win because he looks good but they can also lose while he looks good and that's still a good thing this is a mutually yep. exclusive yep. scenario that the tennessee titans are in
0: yeah. Worst case, the worst case is you have a game plan where he is holding on to the football too long and getting hurt. That That's that's yes. the worst case scenario is you need the reps really badly. So Stoney says, give me the Spears Phillips anytime touchdown parlay tonight. I'm, I'm not sure I do that because, as you pointed out, they, they are one of the best, if not the best red zone defense in the entire NFL. The Titans have been one of the worst, if not the worst red zone offense in the NFL. I think this is if they score a touchdown. On Thursday night, I think that's good. I think they can win the game with just a touchdown, potentially with a couple of field goals. This is about bend but don't break for both teams. The Steelers are not scoring a lot of points. They're banged up. Cody Pickett's banged up. Najee Harris has not been productive. Like, I know they've gotten Deontay Johnson back in the lineup, but like, this is a game that could absolutely be you know, like the Ravens game between Pittsburgh and Baltimore a couple of weeks ago, where it was like 10 to 10, <laughs> like 13 to 13. So I'm not sure I'd be gambling on a lot of people getting touchdowns, but I agree with you. It's it screams short passing routes to the running backs, to the slot receivers, maybe the tight end. I do think the throw to Burks, I think people have been giving Burks a hard time for that. That was one of the best throws I think Levis made the entire game was an incompletion was that back foot throw on the smash route to Burks in between two defenders. I thought the defender knocked it away pretty well and made a good play. Yeah,
1: but when you're a number one wide receiver, if you want to be considered a first-round draft pick and number one wide receiver, you make that catch. You don't think A.J. Brown's making that catch. You don't think Justin Jefferson's making that chance. A lot of of number one wide receivers are making that catch. And I understand that we're not supposed to think that he's a number one wide receiver anymore, but if that's the case, then... You know, you got to draw up different plays to give Traylon Burks the ball because that is that was weak shit mentality on and no toe de- drag swag on the other one. Just weak, weak, weak.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's been plenty of weak ones. I give the defense a little more credit on that play than you do. And that's OK. That's OK. It was still a brilliant throw. Either way, we can agree on from Will Levis. So we'll see what happens tonight. Um, again, we'll be back after the game to break it all down. I think expectations should be lowered. I think everyone has been saying that all week. I think going into it, like tempering expectations for the rest of the season, I think is okay. Let's see how he continues to add things to his game. It's all about, like we said last week, it's about getting better from week one to week two. And that doesn't mean being better than four touchdowns in the numbers because he's playing a different team in a different situation. When you are on the road on a short week against a good defense and a good pass rush, you have to define success and growth in a different way than you do at home. In the most beautiful uniforms the team has ever worn against the Atlanta Falcons. So I just think you have to right. define success differently, lower your expectations. And then again, if this guy is, I mean, if he's like 11 of 20 for 128 yards and one touchdown and they win the game 17 13 and he has no interceptions and takes one sack and gets the ball out quickly, that would be a huge success. So, it's all about how you define success in the game against the Steelers uh, this evening. So, a
1: win or a loss, depending on how Will Levis looks, a win or a loss does not dictate the success of Will Levis. And
0: course, quarterback wins aren't a stat. Agree. And worst worst possible performance he could put forth, he gets sacked four times, throws a couple of interceptions, strip sack, fumble. It's still, I do not want to hear about Ryan Tannehill being the starting quarterback. What Ryan Tannehill well, he is probably from now will, on, because Vrabel will probably put him in. The what Ryan Tannehill is right now, moving forward, is a really great veteran presence backup for the team. That's what he is. That's what he is for every day moving forward until the end of the season, to which he is no longer a part of the team. But Listen, he's great. If will he's Levis great to have puts,
1: if Will Levis puts up a performance that he did on Sunday against the Steelers defense? First off, Kenny Pickett won't be able to keep up. Second off, <laughs> no, he will The the uh it will be so fucking impressive that i'll likely have to buy an oilers will Levis jersey. <laughs> like that's that's so much i two would two games two in. games i mean because i i would just be i'm if he would have exceeded expectations at that point like i, I mean at that point you've exceeded any sure. expectations in two games that i had to against a moderately average NFL defense to a moderately a little bit above average defense. So like, I don't know, like you do that back to back on a short week in Pittsburgh, you, you duplicate that performance okay? and you got, I mean, that's, that's, that's fucking impressive. That is more impressive than what any rookie quarterback has done in a very long time.
0: I, I can't, can't disagree with you. And by no means did any human being on planet earth, Say that that's what Will Levis was going to do in his in his debut, but there's one Kentucky fan. There's one tiny victory (laughs) lap, one tiny victory lap, though, because I do believe I was probably higher on Will Levis than everybody else that I work with, and Sinker's Beverages, Kingston Group, are two great and amazing sponsors. So you can't interrupt me when I'm talking about Sinker's Beverages and the Kingston Group. But I believe Mel Kuyper, and we played the clip on the show that all the things that he saw at Kentucky, all the tools the toughness, the way that people liked him in the locker room and the things that made him that, you know, Peyton Manning says he's built out of a laboratory, all the things that, that we did say on this show, that, that the reason Mel Kuyper took the injuries from his final season at Kentucky out of the evaluation and looked at his evaluation the year before when he played for Liam Cohen. And there are a lot of things on that film that are very, very impressive. It, 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 that part of it, the skills Absolutely, we said it on this show. Mel Kuyper said it on on my show, and I've said it on this show. The skills are all there. Can you put it all together? We have no idea, and I'm not going to take... And there's no way one game can prove it. But all that stuff... All that stuff that made him a top-ten pick, that made him drool by the scouts, that made him better than Hendon Hooker, all those things, all that shit was real, and all that shit was right.
1: I think that that all that shit was right for one game uh i mean the story is not written yeah of
0: course but
1: but i will say this i i think that he landed in a good spot and i think charles robinson put it in perspective best is that um he landed somewhere that they put they try to put ego to the side and he thinks that Mike Vrabel was probably the best coach for Will Levis Because you've seen people like Baker Mayfield go to the Browns and just get like.
0: That's oh, terrible combination. It just goes
1: crazy, right? We've yeah. seen that. Yeah. We've seen that with Jamarcus Russell to the yeah. uh, Raiders. Yeah. We've seen it. Johnny Manziel to the Browns. We've seen yep. just these people yep. with maybe egos or something like bad attitudes go to places that let that bad attitude just kind of fester and progress and get worse. And then that quarterback out of the league. Now Baker Mayfield's found a good place in, in Tampa, but it's up and down because he's just not talented. I think that the way that the Titans and Mike Vrabel have tempered expectations from Will Levis have handled his progression and everything. I think that has a lot to do and help with, His ability that we're seeing be put on display. Like, I I just think that the staff deserves a lot of credit, but also Will Levis because he's following the staff's direction. And and and, and, I really enjoyed the Nickelodeon slime video. Like, Will Levis is just a likable guy.
0: And that's the thing that I think we tried to explain Mm -hmm. through the scouting process was that like his teammates love him. Like his teammates at Kentucky loved him. And and there may have been plenty of flaws, the inaccuracies, and all the things that we pointed out during the evaluation process. But like humble. This is a guy who got like his master's degree. Like this is this is a guy who works hard. Like this is you know like likable by his team, willing to laugh at stuff. Like the things that made him quote unquote unlikable from Tennessee fans, which was like an an injured game where he played terribly in Neyland Stadium, and like putting mayo in his coffee was stuff that he wasn't. It wasn't real, right? Like it wasn't it wasn't the real version of him. And so
1: so, the environment that a rookie quarterback lands in. We've yeah. talked about it all the time. Is so so important, and we talked about it when Will Levis was drafted. And we found more information from the Joe Rexford columns and other other clips about Will Levis. We found out that like, and I said on the show, he's not going to fail because of his personalities, leadership, yep. his work ethic, any yep. football IQ, anything like that. He's going to fail because they, they can't correct and he can't correct the inaccuracies. His yep. is te- the the stuff that he put on tape. But- and and. I think that you're seeing it kind of with this draft class, right? Like Bryce Young uh, is not in a good situation. He's not in a good yeah. system for him. Uh, he's, they they Frank Reich has given play calling off, and he starts looking good, but we'll see how that works. C.J. Stroud lands with a good coach within a good organization that is on the rebound, and I can't believe I'm saying that about the Texans after <laughs> how they've handled the last four years, but credit to D'Amico Ryan's Bobby Slowick.
0: I they hired good, good
1: one for Will they, Levis. and think Hooker's a good one for Detroit yep. as far as situations go. And I think that Anthony Richardson, the Colts, is a little bit I'm 50-50 there because I feel like the way that he plays football and that turf yeah. <laughs> and the shots yeah. that he takes in that turf in Lucas Oil Stadium. And I think that they want him to be Jalen Hurts, which is fine. I just think that if he's already getting injured now, if that may have not have been an entirely good situation because of the environment, not necessarily yeah. because of the coaches yeah. and stuff. Yeah, no,
0: I think, I think all you have to say is like Johnny Menzel and Baker Mayfield went to Cleveland and didn't succeed. It's like, Oh, that's all you need to exp- say. Like those, those yeah. that sentence is how the explanation of two guys that need like Bill Belichickian levels of structure. And they went and got the exact opposite where like the inmates run right. the asylum and they failed miserably. And I, and I, I totally agree. I just think, the the thing that made him the top five, top 10 caliber pick in the evaluation process are the tools. And on Sunday, you, like that's you the reason Josh Allen comparisons are flying all over the Internet right now is because the tools were so obvious to everyone except for Tennessee Volunteers fans, apparently, that like that's why he was thought of the way he was. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to be successful. It's just one game. Let's see what he does against the Steelers. He's going to have to handle pressure. He's going to have to handle different things. And that's called growing as a quarterback and developing, which right now is the Tennessee Titans franchise number one priority, in my opinion. No more talk of Ryan Tannehill, I hope. We'll be back tonight to break it all down. But let's talk some SEC football brought to you by Sinkers Beverages and the Kingston Group here. We're going to have a shorter edition today. Because we're back tonight. Uh, and then, of course, this will be your SEC preview here. So you can make sure you stick through and, and hang out with the SEC. Because, by the way, there's a huge weekend. There's an SEC East Division Championship, SEC West Division Championship. Uh, LSU-Bama is the starting point here. I, I don't see how LSU stops Alabama, Zach. And as a Bama fan, I don't know how you're feeling about this game. But Jaden Daniels either wins the Heisman Trophy on Saturday against Alabama, and they win, and they go to Atlanta or everything I've seen so far from both of these two teams is going to happen again. And it's Alabama's defense. It's Jalen Milrow going down the field. It's LSU, not being able to cover anybody. uh, It's second half adjustments from Nick Saban. Like if it all happens the way we've seen it all season, Alabama wins the game unless the LSU quarterback does the Heisman thing, which is, which I guess is possible.
1: It's, it's possible. Um, You know, Kool Aid McKinstry versus Malik Neighbors is is what I'm looking at. That is an NFL caliber matchup that you will likely see in the NFL unless they get drafted to the same team or something. But that is an NFL level matchup. It's like Darrell Revis versus Randy Moss, right? Like to me, that's like this is one of the premier cornerbacks versus wide receiver matchups that you're going to get anywhere in college football today. Or and the other ones.
0: The other one's not bad either. Arnold versus Thomas. Yeah, That's another great matchup right there.
1: So this is going to tell you a lot about both prospects, in my opinion. And that's kind of what I'm looking for as well is in this game. Not only am I looking for an Alabama win, I think it's going to be like 35, 28. I mean, I I know that sounds really high and I think it's going to be Alabama. I don't think that you can totally stop and snuff out the LSU offense. I think the, what they do and how even Jaden Daniels can all of a sudden just start going off for on rushing touch or rushing yards and all that kind of stuff. And Malik neighbors, like I said, he just fucking gets open. Like yeah. he's just all of a sudden down the field and he's open. There's an easy throw. So those are going to happen. It's, it's, it's really all about everything that went wrong in the UT game last year. Everything that went wrong for Alabama last year, letting Jalen Hyatt go penalty, sloppy play, All of that stuff has to be different this year. You have to be buttoned up against this LSU offense. You you have to be able to slow them down, stop them, get critical stops, and you can win. You can go toe-to-toe as long as your defense is in the right headspace, and I think it will be. I think this is going to be a pivotal, pivotal matchup because I'm looking at this. Top four college football playoffs. And I'm thinking, man, if Alabama puts up a good showing against LSU, I think there's a chance that they could beat Georgia. But I also think there's a chance that they could get in that college football playoffs. Like my expectations would rise a little bit. I get get more hype every week, but this one, this one's a big one.
0: Bama's getting better. And and Jalen Milrow has been very, very good at going down the field. And LSU has refused to cover anyone down the field. The other problem is three of the top four corners are out for LSU. And every single week, there's a lot of reasons to criticize Tommy Reese, the Alabama offensive coordinator, a lot of reasons. But but he has done every single big game, he has schemed deep shots open to big-time players. And whether it's Bond or Burton or whoever, they have schemed big shots down the field open all all season long. The one thing they need to add, and this is going to tie into what Stoney says about Devin Leary and Liam Cohen and Will Levis and the Missouri-Georgia game. So I'll bring it all together here. Quarterback-designed runs. LSU, J- Jaden Daniels gets 10-11 carries a game. Some of that's improv. Some of that's off script. Some of it's designed at the right time. Brady Cook for Missouri has to be involved with some design runs against Georgia. He's a better athlete than you think if they want to beat Georgia. Tommy Reese, dude, designed runs with Jalen Milrow. He is too good, too fast, too athletic to put that on the shelf. He's already good down the field. He hasn't been great in the intermediate. He's good off script. Design run plays. LSU can't stop anybody. Perkins and Smith are good in the front seven. They're going to pressure him because Alabama doesn't stop the rush, the pass rush very well. So they're going to be, be, they're going to be on him design run plays. I would say the same thing about Will Levis against the Steelers. Maybe a couple of design, not too many because it's pro football, <laughs> but, but design run plays with Will Levis at the right times to slow down the pass rush. Not a bad idea. And to go to Stoney's point, that Liam, he, because I, I, I think he's wrong about this. He says, given what Devin Leary is doing with Liam Cohen, I wonder if it's fair to ask if Levis did more to elevate Cohen's system than simply being a byproduct of it. Liam Cohen against Georgia, in the in the game that Kentucky and Georgia played this year, schemed dudes open the entire first half. Devin Leary could not hit them. He could not make the throw. Will Levis two years ago did a pretty good job. Of making thro- making those throws for most of the season, I don't. I think Cohen's system's really good. I think Levis was really good in that system, and I think last year was terrible. I I think if Missouri is watching that tape of Leon Cohen's offense against Georgia this weekend, it is take shots down the field with Luther Burden and Brady Cook, run the football. It's the same game plan for Alabama and Missouri. Like one's at home, one's the favorite, one has the better defense. I get all of that, but. Deep shots for Brady Cook. Deep shots for Jalen Milrow. Run the quarterback with Brady Cook and Jalen Milroe and then let your defense, hopefully, in Alabama's case, get some stops. And in Missouri's case, I I, I don't know if you can. want to go
1: upset so bad? I, I you? like. I I want to so bad.
0: They're they're gonna be they're gonna be in the game in the third quarter, and it's gonna feel like it's an, like people are gonna be on Twitter all through the first half, going like, "Watch out for Missouri, Missouri! Look what Missouri's doing." Because Missouri's worthy of being in this game. Yeah. It, but, but what happens? I have a problem these, with closing. But in, what happens in these moments when you are playing two time defending champs that have five stars everywhere is you just get worn down. And every single time Georgia has been challenged, Carson Beck has delivered. And I think Carson Beck delivers two big drives in the fourth quarter and Georgia just sort of like outlasts them. And in the fourth quarter, they kind of put him to sleep. (laughs) Like, it's like the last three rounds of a heavyweight fight where, like, you kind of feel like the underdog is there. He's there. He's there. And then the last three rounds, the heavyweight superstar double-time champion of the world just kind of throws a few haymakers and wins on points. And all of a sudden, he's a champion again. So, I don't think they win. I don't think they win. I think Bama defense gets a couple of stops, which is why I say... The only reason Bama loses is if Jaden Daniels does the Lamar Jackson thing. If he yeah. goes for like 470 yards and, you know, four touchdowns and he has crazy plays and like he has, he wins the Heisman trophy on Saturday night. Like that's the only way LSU wins in my opinion. So I'm, th- I'm taking Bama and Georgia, which I know is boring. I know it's boring. Uh, also keep an eye on that Ole Miss game. Ole Miss has one loss. Top 10 team hosting AM, only a three point spread. So there's a reason Vegas kind of likes a and to play well in that game, so keep an yeah. eye on it. By the way, Ole Miss will play Georgia next week, so it's big, big time, big time stuff in the SEC this weekend as yeah. well. So that was that was your SEC preview, brought to you by Sinker's Beverages and the Kingston Group, of course. Uh, enjoy the Titans game on Thursday evening. Uh, you got stack in the inbox. You got football and other F-words. Make sure you check out Boomba's Craft uh, Pizza down in Spring Hill, of course, with the, with the Hot Read podcast that'll be live at five thirty, and then they're going to have their watch party with free food. There's some free food. They're giving away free food. Come on. Just go down there and swing down there. I know know Elliot said he's going to be down there as well. Uh, And then we will talk to you guys immediately following the end of the Titans and Steelers game on Thursday night, our first ever live reaction show, I guess. So there you go. Uh, For Zach, I am Braden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for jumping into the comments. We do appreciate you guys. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, You got game previews for other SEC games across the 440 Sports YouTube page as well. I think that's everything. Zach, I'll talk to you tonight. We'll talk to you guys later. Enjoy the game. Peace.